Our loving and gracious God, we thank you that we can be here this morning uh, to be a church family, but also to reflect upon what you are doing in our lives and in our world. And we thank you for the Warm Springs trip and uh, ask now that you would bless our time as we reflect on it, as the team members share. Uh, Pray that you would calm hearts that are nervous, but most importantly, that you would bring yourself glory through this and that you would excite all of us uh, for the opportunity to share the love of Christ with the world. We pray this through Christ our Savior. Amen. Okay, so real quick, let me just give some background. I'll try to get out of the way as quickly as possible. But each year, uh, now for three years, this was our third year, we've taken a team uh, early in the summer down to the Warm Springs Indian Reservation just outside of Madras, Oregon. Um, it's run, the, the, the ministry that we partner with is Sacred Road, which was started by our sister denomination, the PCA, uh, in about. I think 2003 up in Yakima on the Yakima Reservation uh, Pastor Chris Granberry uh, came out to get that started and has overseen it for 20 years now and and their mission is simple it is to bring uh, Christ to those who live on the reservation and to share his love share his hope and it's cross-cultural missions uh, and the reservations are quite frankly immersed in poverty there's alcohol there's drug abuse there's violence and they they need Jesus Christ and the hope and the salvation he brings. And Sacred Road uh, Ministries does a lot. They have mercy ministries. They are very active in, in uh, helping in very tangible, real ways. They... Uh, uh, do a lot with children's ministries. Their hope is to get a hold of kids' hearts early on before they get into gangs and drugs and, and violence. Uh, they have planted a, a Reformed Presbyterian church on the reservation in Yakima. They have weekly worship and do a lot there. And 20 years in now, there are it's really cool, there are young adults who have grown up under their ministry who are now full-time on staff. So we had one uh, gal working with us down in Warm Springs, Connie, who uh, came to the ministry early on. She ended up for a time living with Pastor Gran- uh, Granberry and his wife in their home, and uh, sweetest gal, was wonderful. It was just fun to hear her story. Um, then around 2009, uh, they were asked by the tribal council down on the Warm Springs Reservation in Oregon uh, to do something very similar down on Warm Springs. And so teams started going down there and building it up. And that's where we go. And that's run by uh, Evan Shaw and his wife, Holly, who have been here. They've done uh, presentations here. And also Pastor Tomo Ito, who's down there as well. And the three of them are, are the full-time staff. And... Uh, Their hope is to replicate what's gone on up in Yakima down in Warm Springs, including their hope is to plant a church on the reservation and see uh, a full ministry there. And so our team goes down each summer. Uh, We do work projects. We do mercy ministry. We uh, do kids programs. We just spend a couple hours in the afternoon uh, with kids, getting to know them uh, and loving them. And all of this is really done uh, to support the work of those who are there full time and help them in any way you can. And so what I want to do today is I'm going to start with a video that the uh, the Sacred Road Ministry put together for us. It's a lot of video clips. Uh, It will give you a 
quick feel for the week, and then we're going to have uh, some of our team members share uh, their thoughts on the week and some some, uh, reflections they have and try to answer any questions you might have. And then if we have time, we'll close with a, a short slideshow that Ellie and I put together last night with some of our own pictures as well. Um, and so let me let me get started with that, and then uh, we'll get the team up. Or I'll also read a letter from the Stodimas. So, there we go.
I'd like to get some of our team members to just kind of share about their weeks. Uh, since Michelle's got a huge uh, entourage today, why don't we start with you? Does that sound good? And then uh, some others can get some time to get over their nerves. Ellie, Mary, and uh, Ethan, and whoever else. So. Good morning, everyone. My name is Michelle, if you don't know me. <laughs> um, I had the privilege of going on the trip to Warm Springs this week. Um, one of the main reasons I signed up to go on this trip was to have the opportunity to serve people in Jesus' name, um, not as an employee or getting paid to serve, but just as one of the church people, as the kids from Kids Club call us. In my job as a nurse, I have had great opportunities to serve people in Jesus' name. But it can be difficult to discern when and how it is best to speak about my faith in Christ with people I encounter in the work setting. So I was excited to serve in an environment where I could more easily be open about Christ. On Sunday afternoon, during our orientation, we spent some time discussing chapter 2 and what having the mind of Christ as we serve might look like. We about how Jesus Christ, how Jesus come. We talked about how Jesus did not have to humble himself for us, but because of his great love for us and his father, he did so willingly setting an example for us on how we should live and serve others, focusing on how we can use our resources and gifts, not just for ourselves, but also to serve others. It was such a blessing and so much fun to work alongside people who were each individually seeking God's help to serve in this way. I was assigned to the group painting a house for a Christian woman named Joyce, who was a widow and had several of her grandchildren and other children living with her. The house had not been painted in 30 years, and the paint was cracking and peeling. When we first arrived, the amount of work that needed to be done was a little overwhelming. The yard was littered with trash tools and other random things which had to be picked up and moved away from the house in order to start prepping the walls for paint. We spent almost two full days scraping down the entire house before we finally started painting. Every day when we finished working on the work site, we would head to the bright blue community center to change and clean up for kids club. On Wednesday, they were having a mental health fair at the community center. I remember walking in to change with paint on my clothes, passing by a tent where there were a few of what seemed like community leaders sitting. I remember thinking to myself, what must they think of us coming into their community and helping their people? I felt kind of ashamed, hoping that, they weren't, that we weren't sending the message that we were somehow rescuing them or better than them. After all, it seemed like there were people in the community that were interested in helping their people. Why did we need to insert ourselves in their situation? As I wrestled with that thought, I had several things come to mind over the days following. 
Galatians 6.10 states that as Christians, we are to do good to all, especially to the household of faith. Joyce was of the household of faith and thus part of my spiritual family and someone I could or I should especially serve. Secondly, Pastor Brett reminded us in a devotional message one night from Psalm 68 that God has a heart for the widow and the orphan and uses his people to watch over them and care for them, just as he cared for us when we were spiritual widows and orphans. Joyce had lost her husband seven or eight years ago and also took in kids from the surrounding community to provide a safe space for them to live. Serving her in an attitude of gratitude for God's mercy towards me was a way of exemplifying God's heart for widows and orphans. Finally, as we learn from the story of Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well during Kids Club, the gospel is the only water that will satisfy our hearts and give us eternal life. The people of Warm Springs need the gospel, just like the people of every community, just like I have been so blessed to have been taught. So the help that we wanted to give was not just a charitable, charitable transaction of a more fortunate person sharing with a person less fortunate, but as Pastor Brett had quoted someone in his message, I forget who it was, uh, the heart posture should be one beggar sharing with another beggar where he found bread. On Friday afternoon, Joyce came out of her house for the first time to look at the finished product. She's on continuous oxygen at home and it's hard for her to get around. She sat down on her porch and kept saying over and over how beautiful it was and how much she appreciated what we had done. She wanted our handprints on the front of her house so that everyone who came to her house would see them and know how God had provided for her. As we prayed over her house before we left, she kept thanking Jesus while we were praying, and it really touched me. In that moment, I was able to see that I was not a stranger painting her house to help someone out and be a good person. She is part of the household of God, and I was her sister in Christ, who has been shown great mercy, serving her that God's name might be exalted and known as a protector of the widow and the orphan. In reality, I probably took away more than I gave on this trip. I learned more about what it means to serve God with the mind of Christ. And I learned more about why we serve others and how we do it in a way that is honoring to God and makes his name great. I came away encouraged and excited that everything I learned can be used every day right where I live. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, yeah, how many of you would invite the workers who painted your house to stick their hands in a different color paint and put their hands on the front of your house? As a, uh, there's, a, there's a picture in the slideshow that's coming of her house and the handprints around the window. It's really cool. Um, so who's going to go next? Ethan? Yeah. <laughs> that's meant to serve, Ethan, not... <laughs> I think I think we should have Ethan come up and uh, share a little bit. You know, what team were you on? What project did you do? Any relationships uh, that were were significant? And maybe something you sense God might have been teaching you this week would be great to hear. So, Ethan. It works. You got to talk right at the end. Hello. I was assigned to the. 
I was assigned to the ramps with Joe and a couple other team members. It was fun. Uh, what was the uh, we took out a deck and we rebuilt a bigger one and put a ramp. Don't know why, but put a ramp there. Wheelchair ramp, yeah. And uh, uh, it was fun, but the digging the holes was not that much fun because of the rocks. Uh, oh, yeah, Anthony. He was a pretty funny kid. He always likes uh, making car crashes with uh, toy cars. That was uh, pretty fun because I'm also a little bit destructive, too. Um, yeah, he always liked uh, either really mass, fast moving objects or just destruction everywhere. And that was fun. And then uh, Clinton, very competitive uh, kid, always got almost every single sport we played, especially uh, Foursquare. Uh, Um, to serve without uh, complaining. Oh, pass it off to the ladies. So I was on the project painting Joyce's house, and well, when I first saw the colors, I was a little shocked because it was like this bright orange, gr um, bright orange and a uh, bright blue, and I was kind of confused, like okay, her choice, whatever. But then when she told the story of why she did those colors, was because um, 30 years ago her husband picked out those colors, and like. Um, Michelle said her husband passed away seven or eight years ago, and so she wanted to honor him in repainting those colors, and I thought that was super sweet. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to Joyce for maybe 45 minutes to an hour and get to know her and her story, and she was just, she was so satisfied with her life. She lived in a grungy house um, in a grungy part of town, but she was just happy. She had nothing to complain about because she had the Lord in her heart. She couldn't go to church anymore because she was on continuous oxygen, but she she was just satisfied reading the Bible. And seeing us at her house really um, really touched her because she was able to um, have other Christians around her talk to her. So that was, um, that was really cool. And Joyce told me her story of coming to the Lord. She was five years old, and she came across a church and she heard singing so she asked her mother to take her to church so every week her mother would get her up and get her ready and drop her off at church. Joyce's mother didn't go but as a little five year old she had the courage to go to church by herself so that was really cool. 
And then at Kids Club, um, it was really cool because the last day I got to reconnect with a kid that I met two years ago. And I showed her pictures, and she remembered me, so that was, that was pretty fun. Um, another really cool story, some, a lady on the other team told us that during story time, she asked to hold the Bible, and she was, she was really interested in the Bible, so she sat down and she read it throughout the story time and the singing time. And then when it ended, um, the lady, Elise, um, noticed that she was just reading all the stories, and the kid told her that she would love to have one of the Bibles and continue to read the stories. She asked where she would start and how the book went and uh, just kind of how it went chronologically. And so Elise went and asked our leaders, and they were able to give her the Bible. And I think that's really cool because that touched the kid, and she was able to go home and have a Bible of her own and start reading that. Um, I think a really cool part of the trip was being able to meet a bunch of other churches. One was from Oregon, another one was from California. And being able to um, connect with other teams and meet new friends was great. Um, something that really touched me was one of the leaders, Jordan, he would always say, that's the way we like it, no matter what was happening. Um, if we were complaining about something, he was like, that's the way we like it. And that kind of went hand in hand with what Joyce said was, I have nothing to complain about. She loved her life because Jesus was in it. And I think that's really great for us to think about whenever something we don't like or something that's hard, that's the way we like it because that's the way Jesus likes it. So I think that's something to keep in mind always. Um, one other cool thing about the trip was every night we had a Bible study and either my dad or the leader Jordan would lead it. And then a couple of kids from the Gresham Church would sing songs, play guitars and drums. And that was really cool. We were able to go up to a viewpoint and sing songs by a lookout. And Jordan would talk about um, how great God's creation was, but um, how we were even greater than that to God. So that was, that was pretty touching. And the songs, the songs were really great and able to just worship with other Christians. So, yeah. Uh, so there was a first this year. Um, uh, Friday morning, I get a text from Steve Etheridge. Uh, Can you call me when you get a chance? I said, call, I called him and he says, uh, Mary asked if she could bring one of the members of the other team home with her. Uh, what do you think? So, go for it. So, Mary brought Bethany from California home for a few days, and then she's going to fly home. So, Bethany's going to come up and share a little bit about her week. So, this is Bethany uh, from Santa Rosa, California. Good morning. Um, I'm Bethany from California. <laughs> um, so I went to Warm Springs pretty independently. Um, the group I went with was four other kids. They they all had their parents with them. Um, and I I wanted to go to a missions trip for so long, so bad. So I heard about it and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. So I went um, in hope of like, in hope of growing my relationship with the Lord, but also in hope of finding people that were 
hungry for something like hungry for love like Christ's love because there's not a lot of places you can go in California specifically where people are so desolate in the area and they don't have other people to help them so I was really excited to go um I was on the benches team. We joked that we benched all day. Then we painted them. Um, but we were in a pretty isolated area. We didn't have um, any houses next to us. The Joyce house, um, it was cool that they got to interact with Joyce. But we were in that like isolated area. So the only person we were able to talk to was um, the man at the front desk. And uh, on our last day, he made us, made us Indian tacos. But other than that... Um, we basically only interacted with the kids, and like Ethan said, Anthony was a pretty cool kid. He threw all the cars in the lake. Um, but a lot of the kids, um, they were very shy. Like they weren't, they were very outgoing. Um, and when I went out to the car to grab something, I found a kid named Julius like sitting by himself against the batting cage. And it's like, hey, what are you doing? And he was just playing on his phone, playing video games. So I brought him inside um, to, like, the kids' area. And he was, like, telling me about his family and, like, how fun they were. Um, and just all the kids, I think they were so happy to have somebody other than, like, their family loving on them. So it was really cool to be that and to be able to offer that Um uh, and it was amazing to get to know other young Christians and have an experience where you know that the Holy Spirit is going to ripple into these people's lives and stay there. So it was wonderful to be part of it. Any questions? And I got to meet Mary and Ellie and Chloe. So that's guts, right? Going home with the team you just met uh, and then sharing at their church. Uh, so thanks, Bethany. Uh, the Sodomas, so Anthony and Michelle, Brooke and Carter were all there. They headed south uh, yesterday morning for a family vacation, but not to be left out. They sent me an email last night with each of their reflections uh, on it. So I'm going to read that real quick. Uh, I think Anson wrote the introduction. Maybe Michelle, I'm not sure. But then each shared some thoughts, and I'll, I'll just read those real quick. Although Carter is a veteran of this trip, the rest of us were new to the environment and the mission. We had spent some time preparing, but the realities were still a stark contrast. Just coming through the town of Warm Springs on our way in, I saw a man sitting on a beat-up office chair in front of a graffitied and abandoned gas station, visibly intoxicated. Yet a few miles later, we entered a normal farming town, Madras. Well, there were many impactful things we experienced. There are too many to cover in a short recap. I will say that I urge anyone who feels led to come in the future. You will be tired. There will be experiences that will challenge you and grow your faith but also will be rewarding and bless this community and ministry. And so let me read each, each individual's uh, 
kind of highlights. Uh, Anson says, I have a lot of takeaways, but I will refer to just one. The homeowner, where we built a large wheelchair ramp, insisted on giving us three large frozen whole salmon. They were, they were this long, um, I can testify, from his own allotment of seven. So he was a fisher for the tribe, and he gets seven out of the catch, and he gave us three of those seven. And these are not small. I'm sure uh, could feed a large family for some time. Yet he was so appreciative of the ramp and insisted on giving them to us. Uh, the ministry team will use them. The hardest thing was trying to figure out, uh, find a cooler big enough uh, to carry them. Uh, this is Michelle's. It is a privilege to be a small participant in the work of God, the work God is doing in Warm Springs. We got to meet and work from work with the passionate and gifted staff of Sacred Road. Our group painted a house for a widow. She was so grateful because it hadn't had new paint for, in 30 years. She loved the energy and life we all brought around her house. She asked us to put our handprints around her window so that she could remember us. It was also special to work with adult and teen members of the Body of Christ from Oregon and California. God's plans span generations, geography, and cultures, and we saw all that in action all week. Brooke, on her first trip, uh, who's 13, which is as young as you can be when you go, says, I was glad to see how happy the lady whose house we painted was when we were done, and how she cried when we prayed before we left the job site at the end of the project. I had the most fun eating meals with the other teens, having fun together. I would go again because it was a cool experience and not one you could have in normal life. Carter, who's not often a man of many words, uh, says this. I enjoyed the trip because I got to meet and work with people from different places. I had fun at the powwow, uh, seeing the different regalia and the that the participants wore and hearing the songs and the dancing. It was cool seeing the happiness of the person we built the ramp for and how excited he was. Uh, real quick, the powwow uh, is, is, is what it sounds like. It was a big uh, festival. It, this one was called Payumsha, which means in the native tongue, let's celebrate. And it was to celebrate the signing of the treaty, uh, I think in 1855, because that was... It, when in their in their understanding of the signing of the treaty, two things happened. One, the United States recognized them as a sovereign nation. In other words, only sovereign nations are allowed to sign treaties. And, and the United States recognized them as that. And then also they saw it as a time where they uh, secured land for their children and their grandchildren uh, and with with the confidence that they would not be displaced in the future and so for them it's it was it's worth celebrating and uh, it's it's several days long it's, I think it's still going on right now but we got to go to the opening ceremonies on Friday night uh, and that was that was really fun um, I want to I, I save just I, the, the video at the end is just three minutes so we'll save a little bit of time for that but uh, want to open it up for any in fact I'm going to just invite the team up real quick uh, to answer any questions uh, we have and I'm going to start, if you have any questions I'm going to push to the people who haven't shared yet uh, Joe and Mary and uh, 
the vase were supposed to go, but their their housing fell through because of sickness in the house, and so at the last minute they weren't able to go. And Pastor Isaac is preaching across town at a church. You need a pulpit supply this morning, so they're not here. Uh, so any questions you have uh, for our team? Uh, before oh sure I got one yeah so how for, for those like of you who are like able to talk with people um, what would you say was like the best most easy most effective way of like sharing the gospel with somebody who might not have heard it before anybody want to jump in I was on the ramp team I never really talked to you oh I thought you were getting all excited to answer that question <laughs> anybody Michelle you. Um, I had the so Joyce had a neighbor who actually was a Vietnam vet, um, and so when I saw that we had an army connection, kind of started in with that, and then asked him about. Um, well, every day we would always have one person at the work site praying the entire day, so we would switch out every thirty minutes. Um, and so he had come up to me while I was praying because I wasn't doing anything. I guess he thought he could, you know, come talk to me. Um, so then he asked me, like, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I'm praying for the, the team members and the team. And then that kind of led into a discussion about his faith. Um, and I was. it turns out he... He was raised in church, um, but he had kind of left the church due to feeling um, some disillusion about like ministers becoming ministers from book knowledge and like seminary and not actually being like called by God. Um, But I think for me, I guess the way I see it is just trying to like find a connection. And then kind of ask, are you a person of faith? Do you know about the Bible? Simple questions like that and just listen to what they have to say and kind of let them lead the conversation. Yeah, great. Other, other questions? Yeah, I, I've got one. This one's kind of directed at you, Bethany, but I want to probably answer it. Uh, you said that you were going on this mission trip hoping to see uh, people that were searching for the love of Christ. In Loveless, while you're coming from Loveless, California. uh, (laughs) After going on this mission trip, do you think maybe uh, your perspective, uh, you can bring something that you got out of the mission trip back with you to California in some sort of way to minister to the people around you there? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be impossible to return without like a new nature of serving others. And so we have a lot of homeless um, in the town where I grew up, like a crazy amount. Um, And I recently got involved with a homeless shelter. And so I feel like the way that I like got to start out with kids um, might lead into, I guess, teaching me how to like speak to adults. Because I, I mean... I have a hard time evangelizing. Like, I pray for courage. Um, And so I think kids are more receptive to being told something so strong compared to adults. 
who already have a worldview. Um, the kid that I mentioned, Julius, he... We were talking about something, and I said... Um, we were talking about the story, and I said, um, do you know who Jesus is? And he said, yeah, that's the guy who shot with arrows on the tree. <laughs> so I got to explain now. That's not really what happened. Um, Christ died for our sins, but... Um, I guess I would take back um, a nature of serving and experience of poverty that's deep-rooted and not just in an individual but an entire community. So that answers your question. Maybe it's time for one more question. Jamie, is this for Mary? No. Oh. Should be, but uh, I don't even know if you guys really know the full answer to it. But I know the ultimate goal is to have a church someday. Do you know what, is there anything looking promising right now toward that goal? Kind of you know? Or? I know it's a plan. I know it's a plan, but I don't think they have like a time frame necessarily. Um, they're in the beginning stages is all that I know. Their hope is to start with a Bible study, maybe get used to the community center. Are there people interested? Yeah. They're making connections. They're, they're already engaged in Young Life. So they're engaged with the Boys and Girls Club. They're engaged with Young Life. So they're getting in with the youth. They're making contacts with adults. They want to start a Bible study. And they are working with the church on, on, on the res, but... Or you know, want to get another one started? Um, there, be, Yakima is a checkerboard reservation, so you don't have to be native to own land. Uh, Warm Springs is not. So, so Evan and Holly and T two. I'm sorry, I, I mess up Tomo Ito's name with Pastor T two across town, and in my head they they match. Um, uh, Pastor Tomo and, and he, uh, Evan and uh, Holly can never live on the reservation, so they have to live close. And if they want to hold church services, the tribal council has to approve a lease of a building for them to use. So it's a little bit more complicated, but they're, they're getting started. And it'll probably just start with Bible study, spending time sharing the word, and then, and then eventually one day. So it's going to take some time. They just moved down this year, so they just moved from Yakima to Madras um, just a few months ago, I think February. I have a question for Mary. Yes, question for Mary, and then we'll watch a quick video. And for the most part, it was fine. It was bothering me a lot when we were working, like, painting. Because I couldn't, like, down and paint the trim and then stand back up and down. But for the most part, it was actually, like, doing pretty well. And playing with the kids, just kind of, like, run and play tag with them. But I was, I have, like, this little best friend at Kids Club named Clea. And she mostly just, like, chalk and bubbles and, like, chill things I could do with her. And so, yeah, for the most part, it, was, it didn't bother me too much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming up and sharing.
I want to say one thing, and then if you guys want to, we're at time, but if you guys want to stay for three minutes, short, short video, slideshow, if you guys want, okay. Um, I want to make it clear that this is not a youth um, uh, trip. This is an all-church trip. Just because our youth tend to go on it more does not mean that not everyone is invited and uh, it is wide open. And I know I know it's a little more... It's harder for adults to get a week off and take a week off of work, but it is really, really worth it. And so don't ever think that this is just for the youth. This is this is for our church. So here's a little video Ellie and I put together uh, last night, uh, just, just some slides of our uh, art that we took. Let's close in prayer. 
Our gracious God, we thank you for another wonderful trip to Warm Springs. We thank you for those who went and served. We thank you uh, for the Sacred Road Ministries who sets this up and helps us. We pray most of all for those who are there that they heard about the good news of Jesus Christ. And we pray that many hearts would come to believe and find their hope and their rest in him. And we pray that we would be able to go for many years to come, that you would raise up uh, volunteers from in our midst to do so. Father, we ask this all through Christ our Savior. Amen.